Good morning, I am Curtis Quillen, and this is the South Texas Sports Weekly Podcast. First and foremost, we would like to apologize for last week's technical difficulties that resulted in there not being an episode. We are sorry, and we have resolved those, we did resolve those issues, excuse me, and it should not happen again. Our top story this morning is former Penn State football coach Joe Paterno has passed away at the age of 85 due to lung complications from lung cancer. Paterno was the win- winningest coach in Division I football history. <coughs> he won 409 games and took the Nittany Lions to 37 bowl games and two national champions championships. Excuse me. Ohio State coach Urban Meyer says he will go down as the greatest football coach in the history of the game. He said that following the 2011 Outback Bowl when his Florida Gators beat the Nittany Lions 37-24. For more on Joe Paterno, we go to an ESPN.com video. Brooklyn, New York on December 21, 1926, Joseph Vincent Paterno was once an usher at Dodgers games at Ebbets Field. He served in the Army during the final year of World War II. He went to Brown University to play quarterback and then followed his college coach, Rip Engel, to Penn State as an assistant. His parents were less than thrilled that Joe passed on the intended path of law school to take a $3,600 a year salary in 1950. After 16 years, he took over when Engel retired following the 1965 season. That's far to go. Third down and uh, you gotta run, you'll get hurt if you don't. Come on, get to the ball, let's go! From the middle of the 1967 season through the next two years, the Nittany Lions win 30 straight games without a loss. But in 1969, President Richard Nixon awarded the national title to the top-ranked Texas Longhorns. The Longhorns had beaten number two Arkansas in early December, before any bowl games had even been played. Undefeated Penn State finished the year ranked second. I get this call. It's the White House. President Nixon would like to talk to you. I said, about what? And he wants to talk to you about presenting a trophy to you and your team for the most wins in a row. I said, I don't want to be disrespectful, but you tell uh, the president that uh, he can shove it. They walked in the house, I might have punched him. <laughs> no, I was that upset. Paterno's teams reeled off three undefeated seasons between 1968 and 1973, and Paterno fielded offers from the NFL. I stayed because I, I felt this is where I would be happier and that I could do more good. Firmly entrenched in Happy Valley, Paterno finally had his team at number one and had a shot at the national championship in 1978 when his team faced second-ranked Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Late in the fourth quarter, the Nittany Lions trailed 14-7. Penn State had first and goal at the Crimson Tide 3. Three times Penn State was denied. The national championship came down to one play. Well, that was worse to you I ever had. And I said, hey, maybe I'm getting too old. Maybe I'm going to get out of this thing. Uh, maybe he'll be turning over some guy, get a little more guts than I have in the clutch. Paterno quickly put Penn State back on course to a national title. In 1982, Penn State returned to the Sugar Bowl. 
this time for a showdown with Georgia. I'm just glad we won it. Didn't think about the national championship, but that until the kids picked me up and everybody made a big fuss over it. Now up on the shoulders he goes. Joe's had this trip before, but I don't know if he's ever enjoyed it more. Four years later, Penn State was 11-0 and faced number one and seemingly invincible Miami in the Fiesta Bowl. It was perhaps Paterno's greatest win and cemented his legendary status with his second national title. Along the way, Paterno became noted not just for his success, but for his unique style. Now, I used to come home with these pants all you know, the mud on the bottom. So I started to roll the pants up and I put white socks on. And then when I, when I could afford knots, it, it got like, I was more comfortable in that. He discovered that teams in white shoes looked faster on film than teams in black shoes. And so he always insisted that his teams wear black shoes so that opponents scouting them would think that they were slower than they were. In October 2001, 35 years after taking over as head coach, Joe Paterno passed Bear Bryant to become the winningest coach in major college football history. He has done it. He now stands alone as the winningest coach in major college football history. I can't put in words exactly how I feel about this football team, this university, this town. But that win came during years that weren't Paterno's greatest. Penn State had four losing seasons in a five-year span. University president Graham Spanier and athletic director Tim Curley asked Paterno to step down after a 4-7 and seven record in 2004. Paterno said no. How naive can you be if you don't think there's some people the minute things don't go right that they want to get rid of you? I'm going to retire when I want to retire. I'm going to retire when I think it's a best time for Penn State football, period. But the decision wound up not being Paterno's after all. On November 5th, 2011, Jerry Sandusky, who spent 32 years on Paterno's staff before his retirement in 1999, was arrested on multiple charges of sexually molesting young boys. Paterno found out from a graduate assistant in 2002 who said he'd witnessed one incident. But while Paterno passed the word along to his supervisor, that information never reached law enforcement. Paterno and other officials lost their jobs soon after Sandusky's arrest. Joe Paterno is no longer the head football coach, effective immediately. It was not the way anyone expected Paterno's career to end. The scandal indirectly yet indelibly stained the legacy of the iconic coach who built Penn State into a national brand, both in football and academics. Paterno's win total may forever remain unsurpassed in Division I history. His generosity in giving millions to the university's library and other causes was exemplary, and the positive impact he had on many men immeasurable. Again, Joe Paterno was 85 and died due to complications from lung cancer. The NFL playoffs are in the championship rounds today, and I don't mean Super Bowl Sunday. Today is championship Before Sunday. He was a legend. Joe Paterno came out of Brooklyn. The Sorry about that. Today is championship Sunday. The conference title games, the AFC title game, is going to be the Baltimore Ravens at the New England Patriots. And the NFC title game 
is the New York Giants at the San Francisco 49ers. The one loss, excuse me, the Packers, the Green Bay Packers, lost their second game of the season in the divisional round at Lambeau Field to the New York Giants. The same place and result as a few years ago when the Giants beat the, pa the Packers at Lambeau in the NFC Championship game. The Giants went on to win the Super Bowl that year. We're going to wrap up with a little bit of high school basketball news. Tomorrow, the new rankings come out from the Texas Association of Basketball Coaches, but this week's South Texas teams ranked in the top 25 in their class. In Conference 5A, San Antonio Churchill is ranked number seven. These are the boys' rankings, by the way. Churchill is seventh. Round Rock McNeil is 12th. San Antonio Warren with Long Island commit Tareen Waller-Prince is ranked number 14. <coughs> Converse Judson is ranked number 21. San Antonio Clark is at 23. S San Antonio Brandeis is at 24. And Anderson out of Austin is at 25. Again, these new, ranki new rankings will come out tomorrow. Uh, South Texas schools ranked in the top 25 for the Conference 4A boys. At number four is San Antonio Alamo Heights. Austin LBJ is at 21, New Braunfels Canyon at 24, and San Antonio Lanier at 25. Oh, excuse me, Lake Travis is at 23. 3A boys, San Antonio Sam Houston is number three right now. West Oso out of Corpus Christi is 12. Corpus Christi Miller is 13. The, and Bernie High School is at 24. Conference 2A, San Antonio Cole is number five. And it looks like that's it for Conference 2A in South Texas. 1A Division 1. Port Aransas is 17. Medina is 13. Evadale is 23. Conference 1A Division 2 boys basketball. Top 25. Let's see. South Texas team's in there. I don't see any. Private schools, large school boys, top 25 from the South Texas area. San Antonio Central Catholic is number 11. San Antonio St. Anthony is number 16. San Antonio Christian School is 19. And San Antonio Antonian is 24th. Small school boys, New Braunfels Christian Academy is number 11. Austin St. Dominic Savio is 14. San Antonio Gateway Christian is 19. San Marcos Academy is 20. And Brian Allen Academy rounds up top 25. On the girls' side, these ra new rankings will come out tomorrow. We have a little bit of a shakeup in Conference 4 I will let you know about. But for the 5'8 girls, <coughs> Pflugerville is number 2. Georgetown is number 9. Laredo Alexander is 12. San Antonio Reagan is 18. San Antonio Stevens is 19. And Cibolo Steel is 24. Oh, excuse me, I skipped Harlingen. Harlingen is at, comes in at number 21. Cla Conference 4A, San Antonio Brennan is number 3. They are undefeated right now. At the time these rankings were released on January 16th, they were ranked, they were uh, sitting at 25-0. Floresville is number 10. 
Victoria East is number 13. Those rankings could possibly flip-flop as on Tuesday, the 17th of January, Victoria East did defeat Floresville in Victoria. And then both teams won on Friday with Floresville dominating Port Lavaca Calhoun. Toloso Midway is 15. And that ra that's it for South Texas in the... Oh, nope, excuse me. Number 22 is Hidalgo, and that rounds up the South Texas schools in the top 25 for Conference 4A girls. We go to 3A. Yoakum is sitting at number 3. Giddings at 10. Navarro at 12. Goliad 16. Divine at 17. Aranzas Pass at 21. We go to the 2A girls. Poth is sitting at number 8. Schulenberg at 14. Marion at 16. Skidmore Tynan at 21. 1A Division 1. <coughs> Mason is at number 4. Evadale at 16. Fall City at 21. 1A Division 2. Turkey Valley at 5. Borden County at 16, Nueces Canyon at 20, Sabinal at 23, and McMullen County at 25. Large school, private school girls in the top 25, San Antonio Incarnate Word is number 6 right now. And San Antonio Antonian is 12. That's it for South Texas girls in the top 25 for large school private schools. We go over to the small private schools and San Antonio Lutheran is at number six. New Braunfels Christian at number eight. Shiner St. Paul at 11. New Braunfels Christian comes in again at number 14 for some reason. San Antonio Sunnybrook is at 19. And that's it for the girls ranked in the top 25. Well, that's all we have for this week's podcast. Come back next week. We'll have who's in the Super Bowl, why they're in the Super Bowl, and we'll break it down for you. Again, this is Curtis Quillen, and this was the South Texas Sports Podcast.